Hold on a second. Before this episode starts, make sure you hit that follow on Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. Trust me, you won't regret it. Now enjoy the show. Welcome back to Hack the Industry, and happy graduation! It's commencement season for a lot of high schools and colleges across the country, and congrats to all the grads out there. Hopefully this episode brings you some moments of inspiration and motivation as you look to begin the next chapter of your lives. Today on the show we have Kristen Hutchison, known as Kristen being Kristen to her thousands of online followers. She's a mom and wife by day and bartender and comedian by night when she pours drinks, tells jokes, and solves problems with humor and brutal honesty. I'm super excited to hear her story and listen to the advice she has on approaching life situations with positivity, humor, and a bold spirit. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me, Tanmay. How's your week been? My week's been pretty good, very busy. Um, you know, I'm home on quarantine, so I haven't been bartending for quite a while. So that's kind of difficult. But my husband decided to build a deck. So that's been keeping me busy. I've been his laborer every day and then doing my regular stuff around the house and then going IG live nightly. So that's been kind of fun. So it's been a very busy week. Awesome. Yeah. And, and we'll get into a lot of that. We'll talk about your brand and where our listeners can find you and a lot of other exciting things throughout this episode. So um, I want to start off with uh, uh, an interesting question. So um, it's it's often said that, you know, everyone has a set of circumstances that align and sometimes misalign to form their journey in life. So um, can you walk us through what's what's been your journey so far and 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 how have you gotten to where you are now? I love that question. It's so great because I really feel like my journey started very young. Um, I learned a lot of life lessons from a young age. My parents divorced when I was in first grade. And I learned two of the greatest lessons that only takes most people their whole life to learn. Uh, we went from a big house in a, in a nice prestigious neighborhood and we went to a two-bedroom apartment in a working class neighborhood. So I learned that people will judge you by where you're from or just different circumstances. And I decided at first grade I wasn't going to let people judge me. And the second thing I learned, it wasn't the size of the house or what you had. It was the love inside of it because my mom did such a great job of really raising us with a strong foundation of like what's important and being ourselves. So I was actually really lucky. I mean, it's kind of weird to be such a young girl to get that lesson, but I was just an old soul and I could kind of look at things and observe and just like, it was like lightning bolts would hit me like, oh, you can't come to my house because my neighborhood's not good enough. And I was like, wow. So then I was like, why even bother trying? You know, if people are going to judge you, just be yourself and just be, be free. So that's probably like how I've lived the majority of my life. Yeah. And so now uh, with, with what you're currently doing, you, you, you actually are pretty comfortable on stage and you've been on stage a lot presenting uh, as a stand-up comedian. So I'm curious, how did you get your start in comedy? So it's funny. I think ever since I was a kid, I was always entertaining you know, my mom, I, my mom always says that's probably what got her through some of her, t- her hardest days or darkest days because I'd always be, you know, dancing in the kitchen and, and doing impressions of like my favorite TV characters. I kind of grew up, in, I grew up in the 70s and 80s. And that's back when you had like Lucille Ball and Carol Burnett and like a lot of sketch comedy. So I was always mimicking like my favorite characters from my TV shows and just making everybody laugh. So entertaining was something I've always done. And then in my early 20s, I packed my bags and moved to New York and tried to give acting a shot. 
but you know, it was a, it's a tough business. And then I met my husband. So I took a break and came back to Boston, got married, raised my son. And then a couple years ago, my son and I were sitting home on a snowy night and we watched the Carol Burnett special. And it's just like, it was like a lightning bullet hit me again. Like I missed performing. I perform like nightly with an audience at the bar, but I really just wanted to give that, that shot one more time. I had to scratch that itch. So I looked at my husband, I said, Hey, listen, you know, I'm in my forties. I'm going to transition out of bartending sometime. I really need to give a shot one more time to these things that I've always wanted to do. And I just decided to just get up on an open mic when I just kind of give it a shot again. Yeah, I think that's a really important state, statement you just said there about giving one more shot. I think a lot of people, uh, as they progress in life and, and certain circumstances come up, whether that's a family, uh, raising children, changing jobs, moving across the country, whatever it is, oftentimes they put their, their passions on hold. <laughs> and it's, it's exciting that you kind of rediscovered that uh, while also being able to raise your family and spend time with them. So that's, that's super exciting. Um, it, that, you know, I think um, great point, if you don't mind, because I think that's what so many people don't realize. They think if they didn't do it by 18 or 20, that it, it's over. And I don't think there's any age limit on dreams. I really believe that, you know, there's so many things that come with age that you learn. And sometimes when I'm out in an open mic and I look at a younger kid doing comedy, they're trying to really figure out what their voice is or that you can see that they're influenced by certain people. And one of the things for me, I might not be the most traditional the way I do my comedy, but I know who I am and I know what I want to say. And I think that's a huge part of it for me. Yeah, yeah, that's super powerful. And and actually that that uh, point you mentioned about knowing who you are, I think that leads into a really great point. Um, so you you and I both share a common love for Gary Vaynerchuk, um, who for our listeners who may not know, is a millionaire entrepreneur who has built up a ton of businesses, but also has built a very strong personal brand that's centered on that same point, which is knowing who you are and telling that to the world. Um, and so actually something really exciting, you, you had a chance to chat with him um, on his live stream morning show. Uh, so what's the key takeaway that you had from that conversation with him? Wow, there's so much, you know, it's kind of funny because I always had a very like, I, if I always believed I could do anything I wanted to do when I was younger. And then a couple things happened over my adulthood that kind of knocked me down a little bit. You know, my husband and I had a fire and we lost everything. Then we had, um, you know, a financial setback. And then I was raising my son and he had learning issues and I was fighting the school district and I kind of lost my spark a little bit. And then I stumbled upon Gary's Gary's content and I was like, wow, this guy speaks like me because I swear I'm from the, you know, I'm from Boston. So we both had a very similar mindset and he kind of like reinvigorated like that fire in me again. And I was like, yeah, why can't I do it just because I'm 40? So I actually really just dived into a lot of his content. And that's what really made me start figuring out how I was going to approach starting like this new this new journey I wanted to take. And I met him three years ago for 10 seconds. And I was convinced that I was supposed to have a conversation with him. So when I got mm -hmm. Gary V like a month, a month ago, it was just like, finally, it's like three years of waiting. And a lot of people watched our conversation and were like, wow, that was a really cool, like dynamic. And it's because I was prepared for it. You know what I mean? Like I had already known what I wanted to say to him because I had played it over in my head a million times. And I would say probably the greatest takeaway I got from that was a lot of times he talks about not being perfect or just starting or document, not create. And I always knew what he's saying, but I just, just didn't know where to go. Like I had so many ideas in my head. Like, do I do a book? Do I do a blog? Do I do a podcast? Like I was just kind of like struggling on how to take the next step. And when he just called me out and was like, you better go live tonight 
or I'm going to come and burn your house down. And I was like, shit, when Gary Vee says you better do something, if you got this opportunity, you better do it. And so the best takeaway I took from that was just start. It doesn't matter if it's fancy. It doesn't matter if it's perfect. Like my IG lives, you know, sometimes I don't know how to get the person on. It's not perfect, but you know what? It's entertaining. People DM me the next day and say, I really enjoyed that show or I'm starting because you started. And I think the best takeaway I got is the ripple effect that I've got from it because so many people saw me on the conversation with him that saw me go live that night. And a month later, I'm still going live Monday through Friday. And I think it's making other people be like, she did it. I can do it because it seems more approachable than somebody who's already super successful doing it. So to me, I've just loved the, the people that I've met. I've loved the fact that I've actually done it and everything that I'm learning now to try to like up my game and, and try to learn as I do. Mm-hmm. And it's also that, that point about being consistent, right? It's, it's not just you, you what you did that show the first night because of that conversation. <laughs> As you said, you've now can actually continue that. And to see that persistence, it's pretty rare among creators, um, especially those who are looking to start their brand uh, and haven't quite reached that peak yet. So it's exciting to see that um, that is also one of the key factors that has led to you know the growth that you've seen in your brand. Yeah, I mean, I think another thing, too, is I think it's really important for people to realize that you know, you give and people will give back. And I, and I, he always talks about give without expectations or give more than you take. And it's kind of funny because some people will DM me to try to get on the show and be like, how does one get on your show? And a lot of times I just go through Instagram of people that have already liked me. And sometimes if I'm like, I just want everybody to kind of go for their dreams. I'm a big cheerleader, but I won't play pity party. So for me, if I find that you're a creative per like, so what I had to do after the first two nights, I just talked live because I didn't really know how to use IG live. So then that weekend, I had a weekend to kind of think about, okay, what am I going to do with this for every night? I can't just talk for an hour every night. People, I don't know how long they're going to want to listen to just that. So I kind of said, okay, I'm a bartender. Every night at the bar, we have a different theme. You know, Monday night's trivia night, Tuesday night's, you know, live music, whatever. So I kind of made it like a kind of a virtual happy hour that is kind of a different theme for the night. You can't go to the bar. So I kind of bring the bar to you. And it's kind of what I do nightly. I just make organic conversations with people that sit in front of me. And that's what the show is like. So Monday, we do Move Your Ass Monday. It's about mindset, motivation, you know, making goals. Tuesday's music. Wednesday's creative. Last night, I had a comedian and an artist on. So I just try to find interesting people that maybe other people would want to follow and showcase them because a lot of people are making great content, but because they're not big, nobody gives them an opportunity. So I'm trying to just like, you know, pay it forward and give other people an opportunity to have people find them. And it's been really great. Yeah. I love that. That's wonderful. I think that's the key to growing a brand, right? I think it's it's as much as you create and you share your skills and your talents, it's also uh, how much can you uplift others and how much can you showcase of, of what's going on in the world? Because oftentimes we see a bias, an inherent bias in a lot of the media that we consume. Um, and, you know, there are various reasons for that. And, and there are various um, powers that are controlling uh, a lot of the content we consume. So I think it's really liberating that we have the power power as individual creators um, to also create this content and share what we want to the world. I think that's a great point. And I think that's one of the things I've learned. I mean, I, I was at, you know, people kind of getting like, some people are upset because they're like, Oh my God, you blew up so fast. And I was like, well, I'm also trying to hold on to those people. I, I DM everybody back. I, I like other people's pages. I, if I think that you're doing something great, I'll say good for you. I'm so happy for you. I'll tell you, I'm blown away by how, and this is why my dad and my mom said, 
You know, my mom was like, I can't believe how many nice people you find. They're all so humble. And then my dad was like, wow, there's a lot of talented people you've never heard of. And I'm like, well, yes, dad. Because, my, you know, sometimes older people don't realize that there's podcasts and blogs and blogs. And they don't understand how much social media, there's so many people out there that are talented. And like last night, the artist that I had on is a local guy that works as a construction worker during the day. And he paints and sculpts. And when I saw his artwork, I was like, God, people need to know who you are. And I was so glad to give him the opportunity. And it just blows my mind. So many creative people don't really know how to promote themselves sometimes, or they're very humble, or they're overly critical of their own work. So I love being like, look at this person. They're amazing. And, you know, and, and I think it sometimes will get people to their next level a little bit, just having somebody push them along a little bit. So I love the fact that I'm actually being able to give everyday people a little bit of a, a, a highlight because I like real people, authentic people. That's what speaks to me. And I think just because you're not a, a millionaire or a business owner doesn't mean that you don't have a story to tell. And that's what I think so many people don't realize. I think a lot of people are afraid to put their own content out there because they're like, well, who would listen to me? And I think you'd be surprised if you really are speaking to certain things that people will listen to you. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, so I, I want to trans transition to a, a bit of a different point now. So um, you you often share a lot of motivational quotes on your Instagram page, and we'll give a, a, a link for that at the end of the episode. But uh, one of the, the really interesting posts that I thought um, you shared was from the late comedian George Burns, and it, it goes like this. It says, look to the future, because that is where you will spend the rest of your life. And I got to thinking, you know, about this quote, and I'm thinking, how do you find that balance between learning from your past? Without, without dwelling on it? And is it dangerous to uh, keep frolicking or keep thinking about your past memories too often? I love that. That's what, It is a really great, I think that's such an important thing because, you know, I think it's a hard thing for people to learn. And I always say I wouldn't change the past because it made me who I am. There's so many valuable lessons I've learned. You know, the, the losses, the hard times, the smashing my face off the ground. That is what it takes to actually like get through life. And I actually... I think it's such an important lesson because so much in today's society, we think that life's supposed to be fair. It's supposed to be easy or everything's supposed to be nice. But to be honest with you, there's a, another quote I love that talks about how life is beautiful and then it's awful, then it's beautiful again. It, you know, it, get, it kind of like talks about the whole thing. And I think it's so important for people to realize that you have to look forward because that's, that's really you're going, you know, and if you dwell in the past, you're going to keep yourself stuck there. So a lot of times when I'm talking to people at, at my bar, and the reason I put that one on there is there's so many people that are just really stuck. You know, they just, they can't let go of that thing that happened in the past or they want to blame that one thing. But I learned from some of the hardest things that I've been through, the more power I gave the past, the more it stunted me going forward. So I always say, digest it, eat it, realize it, and then put it away. It's a lesson. Don't forget it, but move forward and don't let it rob you of your future. So that's why I really wanted that quote to be there. A lot of the things I use are just things that speak to me that I think is a quick lesson that other people could get something from. And I really feel like if you watch like, like, I don't know, the show Intervention, I used to watch that. And you'd watch like people that have drug or alcohol problems. And you would see that a lot of times it would go back to like past trauma that would just kind of keep them locked in that, in that prison. So I just say to people like, do whatever you have to do to kind of let it go. If you got to write it down, and burn a letter, just do something that you, you can just kind of let it go. And then really just try to push forward because there's so much opportunity ahead of you. And you just got to remember that. And that's how I'm really helping people with Corona right now, because so many people are stuck home 
or there's so much uncertainty. So I'm just trying to say, I understand we're in a tough situation, but there's still going to be so much things that are going to come out of this in the future. So just try to keep going forward one step at a time. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, so I want to talk about yeah. another quote, one of my favorites. So Will Smith, who we all yeah. know and love, uh, he, he he gave a famous speech uh, a few years ago, and he said that the best things in life are on the other side of fear. Um, and I know we've talked a bit about your journey and uh, about what what um, you know circumstances you've been through, but in the context of this particular quote, um, what do you think that what do you think it means to I you? I think I'm always a big dreamer, and I would say dream big. Like it's better to dream big and almost get there than like to not to dream too little. You know. So the reason I love that quote about the fear is that I think so many people are programmed to not do the uncomfortable thing or they're programmed to not take that chance. And if you really look at when you grow the most, it's when you really kind of jumped and tried something or, or overcame your fear. I always say fear can either hold you back or can propel you forward. And I like to use it to, to propel me forward. And I'm kind of like, I always look at like, I'd rather just jump in the deep end and try to figure out how to get to the top than sit in the, the low end and be like, well, this is comfortable. You know, so I think that's important for people to realize, you know, it almost it kind of gives you a jolt of making you feel alive. It's kind of like when I jumped up on stage doing comedy for the first time, it was like I felt like I was going to throw up. But it was also like a good energy. And it's kind of like really pushed me to start doing more and more different things. And then you, I think you kind of find like that inner spark again. I feel like complacency is our enemy and so many people just become very complacent. It's very easy. Like, OK, this is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I do. And sometimes you need to shake it up. And kind of say, you know what, I'd like to do something I've never done before. And I think it's it, it really can re-wake re you up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. I think it's it's uh, often very easy to fall into our mm -hmm. comfort zones and fall into our our um, mindset where we know what the outcome will be, right? And I think a, a big uh, takeaway from um, from your story is that a lot of the lessons we, a lot of the greatest lessons we learn in life um, are because we took that risk and because we took a step for which we didn't know the outcome. And I think that's something that's really powerful um, and really easy to say, but also, uh, you know, really um, tra transformational when you actually go through that experience as an individual. So I, I definitely agree yeah, with I that. Agree. It's, it's hard. It's not always easy. A lot of the stuff that you want to do in life isn't easy. And I think that's what I think that's what people have to start understanding, you know, um, trying something different. It's not going to be perfect. It's, you're going to make mistakes. You know, same thing with performing. I mean, you're not going to be like so many people look at stand up comedy and think that it's easy because the people that do it well have been doing it for so long. And they and they, you know, went through so many bad days on stage. That's why it looks so good and effortless when you see them do it. So you got to understand that to do something new or fearful, it's not going to always go well. It's not always going to feel good, but eventually if you stick with it, you're going to be like, wow, I'm so glad that I stuck with that or I worked through that issue because now I'm not afraid of that anymore. Or now I really love doing that. I, I, I kind of attacked it and now I, now I get it, you know? So I think that's one thing that I think people need to realize. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, what's, what's next for you, Kristen, what's next for your brand and for your Well, journey? you know, right now I'm enjoying being, meeting all these people nightly, but I know that eventually we will go back to life as normal as possible. So people will not be stuck in their houses and they won't be able to tune in every night. So I'm really trying to come up with some ideas of how I'm going to transition this um, going forward. It might turn into like a weekly show. I'll probably like reach out to the people that are tuning in nightly and ask them how they'd like me to kind of transition going forward. 
I am trying to get myself to start writing more because I want to get a book out. And it's been something I was planning on doing for um, when I was stuck home for Corona. I was like, okay, I'm going to try to write this book because it's been in my head for years. And then I got on tea with Gary Vee and he's like, go live. And I was like, it was so hard to do both at the same time. So um, I'd really like to write and I'd really like to start doing more um, speaking with people because I really just love people. I think a lot of times people that are doing public speaking, uh, it's really expensive to go to see some of these people perform. And I really feel like the people that sometimes really need that message are someone that maybe doesn't have a lot of money. So I was kind of trying to hopefully be like the real man and the everyday person's like guru a little bit, if that makes any sense. I always like to say I'm not self-help. I'm kind of real help because my 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 life experiences and, and the way I approach things is from a reality base. It's, it's from past experiences of my own life. Um, I feel like a lot of times certain other people have like this whole mentality, like get up and journal, then do exercise and do this. And I don't know. I know a lot of people that are just trying to get out of the house in the morning, get their kids off to school and still get to work. So I think you sometimes need to be to say, hey, it's OK if you can't journal. But as long as you try to you know, think of something positive when you're in the car ride to work or just little little tricks to kind of keep people with their mindset. Right. And I think Corona is going to have a lot of people really messed up mentally because people have been stuck home and a lot of people are going to have a completely different life going forward. So I'm, I'm hoping to kind of be somebody that can kind of help people readjust when this is over. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a really great uh, mission you're on there. Um, so wh where can our listeners find you on uh, social media? So they can media? find me on my Instagram pages where I'm the most active, which is Kristen being Kristen. Um, I have a YouTube channel that has some of my older comedy and one of my early videos from Kristen being Kristen, the nightly show that I do on IG. And I'm in the process of learning how <laughs> I'm a one woman show. So I'm teaching myself as I go along. I'm 49. So I'm not the best with technology, but I'm learning every day. So um, I plan on really starting to chop up some of these interviews that I've done and start to get them on the, um, the YouTube channel. And that's also Kristen being Kristen, the same as my Instagram. And uh, that's where you can find me right now. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on this show. I think we, uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, this is graduation season for a lot of our listeners, for a lot of the people out there across schools and colleges. So I think a lot of the key points we talked about during this show will really resonate with them. So thanks so much for your time and sharing your journey. Well, thank you so much Kristen. for having me, Tammy. And uh, good luck to all the people that are getting back out into the workforce after being in college. And just remember to just always aim high, believe in yourself and try to do anything that you want to do. You can always have a passion on the side while you pay your bills.